This is Agents Influence Podcast. Just time to say, where am I going? What are my goals? What are my dreams? The number of dreams from agency principals that have faded into almost nothingness because they don't take that time to say, here's where I want to go. This is the date I want to get there. This is my perpetuation plan. This is how I get out. The business is my vehicle for my life, not the business taking my life as its vehicle to growth. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, you loyal listeners. Welcome to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast Conversations with me, JC. That's right, not the other JC. He's a lot better than me. But today I have a guest on. Oh, loyal listeners. Oh, boy. It was around 2014, it was in February. And there was a man by the name of Chuck Blondino that called me and said, Jason, I've been doing this study with these agents in the Northeast with Safeco. And I think we've got some results that the, the independent agent needs to know. And Jason, they need to know this because it's going to help them grow. And be honest with you at the time, Chuck, you said it was mind blowing to you what you guys had learned. We did the podcast, which I can't remember the name of it. It's a funny name. Um, and because of that podcast is actually what spearheaded me to write my book, customer service is just foreplay. That's awesome. So that, that's why it means a lot. And then I brought you back on again, like two years later and we did the thing again. And it was amazing. Some of the stuff you had talked about. So loyal listeners, I wanted to start that out for you. You've heard him before. This is the third time. So stand up cheer. Just please do not throw money. Mr. Chuck Blondino. Chuck, how are you doing, buddy? Awesome. Yeah, it's just great. You, <laughs> you know, it, it is. It is so good to have you back. It really, truly is. I feel like we have been friends for a long time, but officially, we probably have for eight to nine years now. Yep. Um, Chuck, you may hear something funny. You want to hear this? Next March, twenty second, ten year anniversary. Oh, congratulations! Podcast. That's fantastic. Isn't that freaking amazing. <laughs> I remember when I started this thing and I mean, I was like, I mean, just to, just to think about that, it's just unbelievable to think that you were on eight years ago. It's a lot of good history. 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 So here's what I want. I want them to know about your entrepreneur past. Wrap that up for us in a couple minutes because you had another job before you were with Safeco. Uh, It was the entrepreneur in that you drove you to Safeco and drove the the passion you still have. So start there and then bring us back, uh, bring us all the way forward to where you are right now, if you would, Chuck. All right, Jason. But now you got to understand you're going 40 years ago. Well, that's okay. So- both my parents were teachers, and I told them both in my third year of college that I wanted to drop out and go run my own business. I mean, you know, they, to their credit, the 100% support. Um, and I left uh, my home in Seattle, where I was born and raised, uh, to go to Wake 
Salt Lake City first for two years and run a franchise. And then I sold franchises for a couple of years and was a marketing director for a couple of years out of Waco, Texas. But that Salt Lake City experience, I think, is what you're talking about. I, I had, Jason, I had no dining room table, no dining room chairs, no living room furniture. I had a three by five gigantic it. pillow. I had a TV set on an apple crate and I had a waterbed when I started that business as I rented a house. I didn't know a soul in Salt Lake City, um, but in 18 months, I grew it to a six truck operation with eight people in the phone room. 40 years ago, you could have phone rooms. That really dates <laughs> me. So, um, but the key for me was that uh, marketing and sales, it's all about relationships. And mm. uh, for me, my motivator was every time I added a truck, I got to stop doing the hard work myself. So uh, when I got to five, that was a magical day because all I had to do is sell and, and manage the business. But um, awesome. I think... When you go into a large corporation like Liberty and Safeco for 26 years, like I did, there's a lot of entrepreneurial spirit, but I, but there's not a lot of people in a company like that that have actually run their own business. And right. so I was weird and, and I stood out and I was different. And thankfully, I will, I will never say a bad word about Liberty and Safeco because they allowed me to set up my own department to do, with a dozen people doing nothing but helping independent agents grow. And that was a, a really magical time. So, That's a story really you don't cool. hear of other companies allowing that. Yep. So kudos to Safeco and Liberty yep. for that. Yep, absolutely. So and, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You going? No, no, no. Because you went to Safeco and then you started doing this stuff and then you said, "Hey, we got to create these meetings." So, so in the it was actually Northwest, not Northeast, but in the Northwest, oh. no big deal, no big deal. In the Northwest. Here's, here's the challenge. It was 2005, 2006. The Yellow Pages was basically the only marketing tactic that agencies were using, and it was dying quickly. We mm -hmm. still had to grow. We had to figure it out. And so back then, there were uh, in, in, everybody was flat. Retention was dropping. Um, and we did a, uh, we had to find bright spots. And there were nine agencies that were growing double digits and... Um, and they had retention at or above 90%. And they were doing five things. They were sending out newsletters, e-newsletters, welcome kits, and they were doing referral programs and putting testimonials on everything that went out the door. They were doing a lot of other stuff, but those were the five common things. And that okay. helped me create customers for life where we weren't sharing secrets. I wasn't telling people how someone would get the niche of the floral industry, for example. I, I wasn't giving away that kind of stuff. But these agencies wanted their peers to succeed because everybody at the time was really worried about the independent agent channel. The success in the Northwest agencies, we went from nine to over 175 agencies in a couple of years that were doing these things. And uh, so we were um, blessed with the opportunity to uh, take it national um, and, and had so much fun with that. So 
Uh, and you did the, what was those, what were those customer customers experience for, workshops? Customers for life workshops. Uh, and, and later uh, we brought in the bricks and clicks team into our group. Right. And yes. uh, because it was about both techno technology and, um, and relationship marketing, we just called it the marketing workshop and, and did that for a few years as, as well. I know, but Chuck, it was so much more than that to oh, us, gosh, you know, yes. to, yeah, sure. especially to us young agents. I mean, here we go. We're talking, I'm 35, 36. Um, and, and to me, it's like, I've been in the industry for 10, 11, 12 years. I know this stuff, but you know, what's great about this, Chuck, is that everybody looks at the young and they say, oh, well they get this right. Here's the deal. I knew there was a better way, but even as a young person, I didn't know what it was, right? It took the wisdom of someone like yourself who had been an entrepreneur, now been in my shoes on the opposite side as a partner now, and being able to say, hey guys, have you ever looked at it this way? And that was the that was the thing to me and Brent Kelly and to Ryan Hanley and to Joey Gingola to be like, yeah, that's what we've been talking about, right? Because now it was more than just sitting at our meetings at our agency telling our agency owner like, man, we should do something different, right? And that was the beauty of the study that you started to tell and then which created Customers for Life workshop. Wasn't that, is that what you yeah, said? Yep. And uh, one of the really cool things that I was able to do uh, was the the national studies that you're referencing. So in the Northwest, yes. I mean, I took the top 25 growth agents and I did a study of the top 25 and shared what they're doing. When we went national, I had access to hundreds of agencies that were were killing it. And um, so we, we some years it was 250, some years it was 500. Uh, um, we did did the study and uh, separated it into large and small, uh, but those studies gave me so much perspective. I think Jason, mm -hmm. the other thing that gave me the perspective that that I have today is during the years as a uh, as a sales manager, as a, where I managed six or seven different t territory managers. I was a territory manager as well uh, as a uh, marketing director. I went on over 4,500 agency visits over a dozen years. So I was in agents' offices. By the way, which that may not even be possible today with so many people operating out of their homes, right? But Good point. Um, but uh, but that was so cool to get to go in, find out what they're doing, hear their story. And what what I really look at when you talk about being young and having that entrepreneurial spirit, one of the biggest challenges in the industry is you go in, you, you sell, you service, you deal with the chaos every day. And as the business grows and there's more to service, you're still trying to sell just as much and you've got more chaos coming at you. People don't understand that to get to the next level, they have to find time to think. Just time to say, where am I going? What are my goals? What are my dreams? The, the, the number of dreams from agency principals that have faded into almost nothingness because they don't take that time to say, Here's where I want to go. This is the date I want to get there. This is my perpetuation plan. This is how I get out. The business is my vehicle for my life, not the business taking my life as its vehicle to growth, right? Holy the shit. Back up. That was beautiful. Well said, Chuck. 
It, it's Woo! it's so real though, right? It's like so. How in that midst of all that chaos do you figure it all out? And um, so so Jason, I I retired in in January of 2021, and I played so much with my grandkids and um, uh, my wife and I here uh, doing our date days, and and I golfed a lot more. I dropped my handicap four strokes, but after nine and a half months, I said I've got to have a little more purpose. I've got all this stuff in my head. I love independent agents where I get my energy is from helping people grow. And the challenge with those workshops, the challenge with the workshops is 130 slides over a six hour time frame, averaging two minutes a piece. You walk away with these feelings of, oh my gosh, let's go knock it out of the park. Now, what did he say? It's like, and so it's it's this fire hose that you're trying to drink from over six hours. You're trying to take notes as fast as you can, but you've got just as many stuff falling out the cracks because you don't have time to write it. And we, oh, we moved on to a new slide. So I wrote, write this book. And it took me from October 15th a year ago to hitting the to the send to Amazon and publish button October 14th the following year, just this year, 2022. I write this remarkable the remarkable insurance agency, uh, increasing revenue while having fun with clients, community, and marketing. That book allows you to take a sip from the fire hose, read it at your own pace, write as many notes as you want, have all these brainstorms firing off in your head, capture all of them and be able to move forward. So I'm so excited to, to see what agents can do with that. So I'm one of these geeks that always likes these things. And I'm actually, yes, little listeners, I am typing while he does this. Because I want to look up the net, the definition, because I'm this kind of guy of um, of remarkable. See, because it, it, I'm I'm one of these guys, and I like this because it means a lot. Why did you use the word remarkable? So. Um, in my book, Jason, there are 11 agencies. I sent out notices to, to multiple agencies. I had 11 that responded that were willing to be interviewed, to share their story, and to share their results and their marketing examples all within the book. What, what I love about this group of people is not only are they averaging somewhere as a group around 92% retention, not only did they go from start of marketing to finish of marketing of 4.85% higher retention and sustained for them anywhere from 7 to 17 years as a group, they also increased their referrals from before and after seven times what they were doing per month. And Jason, you asked me about this last time. I've had, I've had listeners that question your 70% close ratio. The average for this group is over 70% on the close rate for their referrals. More than that, 
they're engaged in their community, they're talking about their community service, they're inviting clients to work with them at these charitable events, they're interviewing the executive directors of these charities, they're putting the stories about the charities and nonprofits, as some call them, or referral partners, as other call, others call them, into their outbound communications. And <laughs> Jason, I... I I know it's a long-winded answer, but this is a really important point. I've done a recent study of 50 agencies and three, uh, uh, three to look at their websites and their social media and how they're communicating or not, and, and about the photos that they put on their websites or don't, about the staff bios they put in there with personal information or none. And I've done a deep dive on, uh, I'm currently doing a deep dive on three other agencies that are doing all those five things that I mentioned before, but Mm -hmm. they're doing them in a way where the content is insurance news, safety Mm -hmm. tips, national donut day, you know, national pet day, bring your pet to work stuff, which buries the one or two actual photos of family or doing something where you go, hey, that's a real person I can relate to. Mm-hmm. And so it's not the tools and tactics that make them remarkable. What makes them remarkable is how they're serving their community, how they're unafraid to share and get vulnerable about their own personal stories because there are 36,000 independent agencies And when you talk about choice and service and being local, basically almost any independent agency's homepage could be cut and pasted on 36,000 others. That is not remarkable, right? So, and that's not even including the hundreds uh, of thousands of others that are direct and, and captive or exclusive that you're also trying to differentiate from. So I think the remarkability well, for me is, is that community service and the way that they're communicating with clients to let them know who they really are. Well, here's the deal, Chuck. It's hard to believe you because you're boring. You have no passion yeah, well, about this. I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> gosh, can't you just hear it, loyal listeners? So here's the deal. So uh, I ask you that, loyal listeners, everything that he just said, um, the definition of remarkable per the Webster's Dictionary, it's Miram and Webster's Dictionary, I guess. Did, 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 it get, did, did they get married or did they get bought? Anyways, um, we're worthy of being... Or likely to be noticed, especially as being uncommon or extraordinary, or some call it extraordinary, right? Beautiful. So th- that is that's it. It's exactly what you just said. I, I I looked at different things, I put the data together, and these people stood out as being extraordinary. So great name on the uh, remarkable. And I'm one of these guys. So you got the remarkable insurance agency. I was trying to think of like the acronym, but that's TRIA, which that would just totally confuse agents because they think it'd be terrorism, you know. So you can't you can't do that. Oh my God. So <laughs> things I never thought about before writing the book. Thanks, Jason. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. 
Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So anyways, um, no, this, so this is great. So just to, just because I know some of this stuff, but share everybody else does. When's the book come out? Is it out? How can they get it? Yeah, it, it came out October 14th and it's on Amazon in paperback mm-hmm. only. Um, you know, I, I learned so much. So, so basically if you go to Amazon and you type in the remarkable insurance agency, or if you go into Amazon and you type in Chuck Blondino, <laughs> it will pop up either way. Okay. Chuck, you're going to use using some of your time with the grandkids when you're not with them. You're going to maybe do the audio book. Yeah. Record it yourself. So that'd be cool. Um, right. The, 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 I, I got lucky and had a really fortunate thing happen four months ago in that Mike Stromso asked me to come and speak at his uh, unstoppable boot camp uh, last, UPP. Uh, UPP last month. And nope. that gave me an impetus and a goal to have that book ready and available before the conference. And I spoke on the 29th, just, just a few days ago. Right. So um, the, the cool thing is that it's available. I thought <laughs> there was so much more that I thought would be super easy about putting out a book. Like I thought, you know, okay. So then you take your paper book, you download it into an ebook and you send it out and then the ebook's ready. It's like, I tried putting it. You can only use iBooks if you use the pages app. And then when I download Download from Word into Pages, like the whole thing just got totally destroyed. I'm going to have to rewrite 318 pages of resource. Yes, but, but, every every t- people don't understand that every format has a different oh format. Oh my gosh! So we have to pay somebody to make it in ebook format, make it in hardback. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. It was unbelievable. And, and then um, a couple months to do an audio book. So uh, so I haven't started either the ebook or the audio book yet, but I'll get there eventually. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, uh, um, you know, one of the one thing that I know about, right. Or the one thing I remember about writing my book is I remember editing it, right. Because I had an editor. So how I wrote mine is I walked around in my back of my backyard and I put my, I opened up Google docs and I hit record and I would just sit there and just talk and it would type it out. And then I would send it to a guy by the name of Brian Appleton and he would put it together structure wise. And then at the end we bought it, got an editor, right? Ironically enough, he ended up marrying the editor, still married to her and they got kids. Crazy (laughs) shit, isn't it? Yeah. True story. That's great. So, 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 so they, so that's how it happened. But every time he would edit it or she would edit it, they'd send it back to me. I got sick and freaking tired of writing, of reading my book. I mean, after reading it like 30 times, I'm like, okay, I don't want to read it anymore. I mean, I'm not even trying to get them to edit it anymore because I just want to get it out of my hands. I don't know if you experienced that same uh, thing. Absolutely. Man. The, uh, yeah. or, or even that I had to hire a professional <laughs> editor and how much red ink there was when you hire a yeah. professional editor with your yeah. book and how much and you better think it's it almost is. ready to ship. Yeah. You think 
think it's ready to go. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, so I had, I think I chopped out three chapters. My, when my, some of the 11 agencies uh, uh, looked through the whole thing, thankfully, and said, you know, it takes you a little long to actually get to the meat of the stuff. So I chopped three whole chapters and, you know, it's, it's, it's a much better yeah. book than it would have been. But, but yeah, book writing is, Chuck, being an author is interesting. Yeah. Chuck, one of the things that I, I don't get it as much today, but I got it for many years after the podcast that you and I did was one of the statistics on referrals. It was, it was somewhere along the line that most agencies get one referral for every a thousand clients they have. I can't remember what it was. Exactly what that is. Yeah. Go ahead, Chuck. Tell about so, it. Hey, loyal listeners, if you didn't listen to this past, listen to this shit right here. This is real life stuff. Yeah. So, ahead, so what's really cool is um, not that I, I studied the, the referral. So, sorry. The, this book drives so much revenue and it doesn't matter how you sell or how you bring in the customers in the beginning. The retention at the end of it is the same for everyone as is what happens to your clients as you're marketing this way and how do your referrals grow? So it starts, Jason, at one in um, at one in every 750 clients. And um, I've got too many things to share with you. So it starts at one in every 750. If you start marketing occasionally and you put out something like once a quarter, and in you, you're letting people know who the charities are that you're working with as your quarterly charity partners. Uh, you might send an e-newsletter occasionally. Your, your newsletter might be, a, a, it doesn't matter if it's postcard, four page, two page, but you're talking about your referral program once a quarter. Uh, you're sharing what you're doing in the community, in your social media. You might blog a few times about it, but there's just nothing consistent with what you're doing. You're going to go from around one referral for every 750 down to one in every about 250. So if you're a million dollar revenue agency with approximately 3,100 clients, and that's based off the national average size of an account, um, uh, that, that means you're going from around four referrals to a dozen referrals right? But if you're doing this regularly, and some of these agencies are sending out 11 postcard newsletters and six uh, email newsletters, along with other information throughout the year, they're touching their clients 15 to 18 times a year on the high side, 9 to 12 times a year on the low side. Um, uh, And when you do that, the average drops to one per hundred clients. So instead of four or 12, you're getting 31 referrals. Holy crap. This a month at a 70% close ratio. So of course, what do I do? I look at these 11 agencies and I, I see their before and afters and I check out the before number and the highest uh, I don't want to use the, 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 uh, the least effective was one in 1600 clients are getting one referral for every 1600. The best in the group was a single person owner operator, which is the one that you'd expect because she knows almost every one of the clients she's written or knows them all. And she was getting one in every 190. 
But after, they, they, as a group, that's why I say they went from their before numbers, which averaged right about 1 in 750 across the spectrum, um, to getting 1 per 100 as a group. They were averaging seven times more referrals than back when they started. It just proved out all the numbers we had when I was looking at this from a national perspective and a national scope with agencies who were willing to share. That's an important point. So it, there's just some, some really stunning factors here that go into um, driving it. And Jason, I want to talk just for a second about how can you get that many referrals from the same group of clients? What it tells you is, first of all, it happened across the country. It's not just Northwest. I had agents from Kansas, from Maryland, from Tennessee, from Texas, as well as California and the Northwest. So, So they're from all over. What that tells you is, if you will become remarkable in how you communicate, how you how you help your community, and 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 um, and get vulnerable, sharing more about who you are, because that's the one thing that cannot be copied. That is your ultimate differentiator: is your story of you and who you are. Right. So, mm-hmm. if you will do those things. Thus, those clients that are currently giving you whatever they're giving you can get you to one per hundred clients referrals, and it happens everywhere. So, what if you ask clients and you haven't started the stuff? What would they like to see more of from you? The only thing that they can tell you is what you're currently giving them, which is well, I guess more great service. It's Ford saying, what would, what would yes. my customers have said? They want faster, faster horses, horse. right? I think you probably told me that years ago, Chuck. Yes, <laughs> it, I love that. That's what you ask them and you haven't shared with them what, what it can really be like to be with an independent agency then they won't know the difference, but they go out of their way to not just, you know, know, like, and trust you. It's, it, 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 it's, it's to become advocates who go out of their way to look for people. They want to support you because they're proud of you and they, they, they like you and they feel like I, this feeling I have of working with this agency is unlike anything I've had before. I want other people to have that too. And that's where it comes from. I've got an agency up in, in Northern Washington, right by the border that takes up three towns to get 7,000 people. They're averaging 22 referrals per month. Wow. It's so, so it works anywhere. It's really Is cool that up around Bellevue area? That, it's uh, Bellingham, far, much farther north by the border. It's 30 minutes away from Bellingham. There are more okay. cows than people in this area. Yeah, okay. It's called Sumas, Everson, and Nooksack, the Kelly Insurance Agency, K-E-L-L-E-Y. People should look them up and absolutely do anything they can to copy their staff biographies. Look up the people on kellyinsurance.com. Check it out. Wow. That's fantastic. Um, now I got a couple minutes. Anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to throw out there, Chuck? I mean, uh, I, I, I got to tell you, I'm a reader, so I'm going to get your book. I'm about three behind right now, um, but uh, I got to get it. And to be honest with you, what I'm thinking about is I don't need to be the one that reads the book. I think it helps for the vision of my agency, but I got a COO. 
and I got a senior partner who lead a lot of this who need to hear this. Especially my COO has only been in the business for two years. He's absolutely fantastic. Having that outside perspective brings it in kind of like you did when you were doing the trucks and uh, before Safeco allowed you to bring that in. Um, anything you want to stay, uh, say as we wrap up? So two things. One of them, one on. of them is about having a marketer on staff and the second is about a vision for the industry. Okay. Okay. 62% of the high growth agencies have a marketer on staff. Not just have a marketer that they work with externally. It's someone who's on your team that you can talk to. The agencies who use external marketers, I go and talk with their marketers. And they say the biggest complaint that they have is that the agency won't give them the vulnerable stories that won't tell them about the charities they're working with so that they can get effective. If you have someone on staff, they can tell your story. They can be with you at events and, and photograph it, put stuff on social, but it's all for you that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's about 20 hours a week. You can do amazing things. Second thing is about the vision of the industry. The, the, the market share has improved in the last few years. Uh, we're now at 37%. This is per the big eyes number, 37% in personal lines, 88% in, in uh, commercial. And yet, if, if the entire industry were doing this and every single agency this would work for, it, it, it applies across the board. And again, no matter what you sell or how you sell it, retention and referrals are the same. And so my vision is, why are we sitting at 37% market share when independent agencies have the best method of selling insurance to any client, personal or commercial, we should be dominating the personal lines marketplace. We should be not only regaining the 7% that we've lost in commercial, but getting that up to, there's no reason why we shouldn't be working all of the, having all of the market share in commercial. You're just a better way to do it. Can you imagine the people that are spending the 12 billion dollars on advertising against independent agencies right now. Can you imagine what would happen if the entire independent agency channel lifted their retention by four full points? They would be calling their marketers into their conference rooms and saying, what the heck is going on? We are spending billions to win. And yet these guys still are holding in there like Rocky Balboa. What is going Mm -hmm. on? Right. That that's what I see is everybody has that chance to grow if they start applying this stuff. Mm. Nice, Jason. Mm. Oh my gosh! Just, it's just beautiful. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a thing of beauty. I really greatly appreciate you having uh, you being in this industry. You said two things. You said a marketer. Was there anything else, or that was that market marketer? Share as well? Marketer, and then the second thing is the vision for the future. And my vision is we retake market share and everybody gotcha. growing and starting to have the freedom they deserve, rather than feeling like their business is a straitjacket. That's right. One of the things Billy Wagner, who's in my championship, champion's bright, 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 brightway agent down out of Cal- or Florida, fantastic agent, brilliant, smart, thirty, forty, fifty million in premium. Um, he said. Uh, Son of a bitch. I'm too young. I'm so glad it happened to you and not me. (laughs) I'm so bad. I was trying to make sure that, okay, Billy Wagner, gosh dang it. What did you just say? You said something. Oh, he talks about autonomy. 
He says, the whole reason why we do what we do and why we build what we build is so we can do what we want to do and give the vision to the agency. But yet we are all, as you said, in a straitjacket and we're actually getting the opposite of what we're actually really wanting to do, which is why people sometimes are miserable in their job. Chuck, I can't get it. I can't grasp what an insurance agent says like, uh, uh, this is a terrible job or whatever, because all the agents I hang around and I'm talking in my office and outside my office would be like, I don't have a job. Like, I don't really have a job. Like this is just something I enjoy doing. Right. And, um, and what's amazing is, is we're in an industry that during COVID, when the bottom of our economy and world fell out, the average agent grew like 10, 12, 15, 16%. It was uh, more than that in some cases, you know, be careful. And with it's two like things there, Jason, number one is 2021 average premium increase was 9.3%. The actual growth rate and policy count plus or minus 2%. I hear all those big numbers, man, there were some great huh. rate increases. Plus or minus 2% is what typically happens among the independent, independent agent channel. And the second thing is the people you hang out with and the people that I hung out with at the UPP conference last week, holy cow, amazing people. The the nuggets that were thrown around, just, just incredible. The gap is widening between the forefront folks and the rest of the pack and they need to get started. They can win. They can start right where they're at. This snapshot in time from right now, they can still win. But they've mm -hmm. got to start taking action. It's taking some time to think about where they're going. Chuck, you told me one time that if you grow your agency at at least 15% and you do it five years in a row, you can double your agency. Way to go, Jason! I say it all the time. I say it all the time. I, it. I, when it comes to insurance, man, I'm a sponge. I just love this yeah, shit so much. I really do. Chuck, greatly appreciate you. I already gave the claps. Everybody wants to do it again, but please sit down. Chuck has got to go. Uh, Chuck, I greatly appreciate everything that you do. I have a love, a desire, and a burn for the independent insurance agent. When I find people like you who have the passion, who have the care to do what you do, to take your time. I mean, your grandkids, I know you spend, still spend time with them, but to realize that there's still, you have stuff to give an industry that has given you so much has continued to give people much. Absolutely. Loyal listeners, you hear me say it all the time. I say that insurance has taken me places that I never thought I'd go. It's given me a life that I never thought that I'd give, and it's given a life that I never thought I would give to my family. And I'm proud to say that I want to give back everything I can, and I want to lead just like Chuck Blondino did. I am the Andrew Carnegie. I was thinking of this, actually. I am the Andrew Carnegie, and so are you. There's so many out there. Andrew Carnegie said, I want to spend the first half of my life collecting as much money as I can, and the second half giving it all give away. It all away. What have we done? What are we doing? Collecting all this information and now just giving it away. Except Amazon does cost a lot of money, so Chuck's got to, he's got to charge something to pay the bills, right? <laughs> so it makes sense. Chuck, thank you very much for your time. Okay, Jason. Thank you. Loyal listeners, you know what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. He's Blondino, and we are out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. 
go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.